Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey again. We're looking at the um, 17th of July, 1982 issue. Um, I'm looking at the cover now, which I think I've sent you a copy of. It's a really good, distinctive cover. It's it's not a Roy of the Rovers cover, but it's from the Marx Brothers story. Whoever the fuck they are, they're in here somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember much about that one. A couple of brothers whose name, surname's Marx, I guess. But one of them, it looks like Action Man with a bubble perm. And he's got a cricket no, bat. Oh, hang on a minute. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, okay, go on. I think so, yeah. Who do you think it is? No, I, I, I'm looking at it, right? Because he looks like my Uncle John, who had a my hairdo like John's that. My Uncle John's not in Roy the Rovers, Sam. Could be him. Although you've, I never once saw the fucker pick up a cricket bat. You've Much less fucking smack one to the boundary like this cunt is. You've mixed up real life and a cartoon story yet again. But in, no, I'm is. telling you, in 1982, Uncle John looked just like this fucker. Right. Well, I'll take your word for it. Maybe he's, maybe he's this felt this fucker. I'm looking at the Marx Brothers story inside. Uh, and yes, they're playing cricket as well. Every cunt oh, in this okay. comic is playing cricket. I thought I got confused. I thought that they were mentioning the Marx Brothers on the cover, but I thought, well... They can't be more cricket than Roy the Rovers in this issue. It's a fucking football magazine. I mean, we're a football podcast. That's why we only talk about football, right? It's it's not the Marx Brothers from the films. Groucho, oh, I love them. Harpo. They're hilarious, aren't they? Yeah, but it's it's Marx Brothers, M-A-R-K-S, and it's Stephen Terry Marx. And this is Terry. Uh, it's a Stephen Terry Marx. I've been invited to go on tour to Australia with an FA party. This, everyone's just fucking playing cricket. It's mad. I think uh, it's an experiment. That's... I think they've thought, gone, right, fucking sales go out their fucking ass in the summer months. It's a disaster, especially when it's not a World Cup year, which it is this year. But nevertheless, I think we should devote most of the comic to cricket and see if we can get out, out of that. And uh, well, who know knows it. whether or not they did it. But fair play to them for making cricket come alive in such a way. We, we, we could ask... Roy the Rovers editor Barry Tomlinson because he's pretty oh, much our best mate on social media mate, now. My stomach almost did fall out of my ass, which is possible. It, ha- it mm. can happen to people. Look it up. Yeah. Right. When I <laughs> saw it. that Barry Tomlinson 
had, I knew he was following us, but when I saw that he'd actually engaged mm. on Twitter, I was like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, here we go. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously... Like you said, I don't think he can take legal action against us for what we're no, doing. But at the same time, I don't want to break it, his heart. In the Do world you know of I mean? journalism, this is critique and review, yeah? Mm. And like it or not, we are able to critique and review something that you've put in to the public domain for entertainment purposes. It's like when you used to do Sky Papers on a morning. Yes. It's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. I'm sim- We are simply renewing ch- children's <laughs> comics from 40 years ago. That's all we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way. We're not creating fewer seals of Roy the Rover's merchandise, are we? We're creating more. We're renewing interest Fucking in it. Right. But I just, I just don't want Barry to listen to these episodes and, and think that we're... Um, taking his character all of this comes from a place of love it does I mean he clearly is still besotted with the characters he created and edited which is brilliant he was on my Twitter yesterday uh, he was on my Twitter yesterday interacting with a fella who had had uh, he won the five pound prize in an issue Mm. but they'd spelt his name wrong he was called Chris with a K and Roy the Rover's comic had spelt it with a C and he said it still hurt all these years later, and Barry Tomlinson chirped up to apologise. Um, wow! And it was lovely. And in the end, what? Chris with a K, Chris with a K, in the end, uh, invited Barry to help him um, overhaul his shed this weekend. But and Barry had to decline. Oh, that's a shame. You know what? <laughs> though, mate? Too old. It's it, it is wonderful, right? Barry, I don't know how old he is, but he he must be getting on a bit, right? Yeah. And I think that. First of all, Barry should know that we're sat here now, two fucking 40-something-year-old idiots, right, reviewing these comics from 40 years ago. Why? Because they had a massive and lasting impact on our minds and our worldviews in myriad ways, right, and still do, Mm. right? And And we also had an instinct that they had the same effect on like thousands, if not millions of other um, young men in particular. And then on top of that, we thought, well, there might be people younger than us who didn't even grow up with this, but it's so good that once they rediscover it, they will find something in it too. Now, Barry Tomlinson, in life, you get all these different people being recognised or honoured and fucking banging on about the shit that they've achieved where they haven't had... There are people, there are famous multimillionaires, right, who have not had even the tiniest fraction of an impact on popular yeah. culture and the minds and hearts of British society as yeah. Barry Tomlinson did, right? But Barry Tomlinson is not getting statues built of him, right? Barry yeah. Tomlinson is not having a six-month retrospective at the V&A like David Bowie did, right? Yeah. But I would wager that... and I. I, this isn't where I intended to go with this little rant, but here we are, right? <laughs> Something's just occurred to me. I would say Ooh. that Barry Tomlinson has had a far greater impact on British society, right, yeah. than David Bowie ever did. Yeah, that's nonsense. I knew you were going to say that. That's nonsense. But David I, I like Bowie, you said it. David Bowie, he did some good records, but you've got to remember, mate, a lot of the time... When he when those were, that that was like there was sort of weirdos and hippies and hipsters who liked David Bowie, right? Barry Tomlinson, 
every fucking boy was reading Roy the Rovers in the 70s and 80s. All of us were. That was the real thing that shaped our worldview. Not fucking Bowie titting about in Berlin taking that's, heroin, um, mate. Let's not get into Scalds versus Rejvani territory yet again. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where I, this is headed. I think that's our greatest ever moment, though, mate. I think it is as well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's not sit there yeah, uh, wanking each other off from 300 miles apart. Um, right. We Roy the Rovers. That's Terry Marks, apparently, on the front. And it says yeah, uh, he's really chat. whacking them. Not bad for a soccer player. It's a great, great image, though. You'd walk Re- into the this is a, this that, is a brilliant cover. Would, Again, this could yeah. win uh, any of these Ponzi Awards. That could win magazine yeah. cover of the year. It probably wouldn't have done because it's so good. And do you know what my favourite bit is, mate? Look at the shine on the cricket ball. Oh, yeah. That's great colouring, yeah. isn't it? That's great colouring in. Um. This week, it says at the top, Roy raced back to the game where there was another blow for Rovers. We'll find out what that's going to be. A little catch-up in the top left-hand corner, as every week, says the Rovers were playing a series of one-day cricket matches against powerful Carmody's Cavaliers to raise money for struggling Stanthorpe United, who were managed, of course, by former Melchester star Lofty Peak. In the first match, Mervyn Wallace was injured by a vicious ball from Aussie fast bowler Ralph Meeker. And then Roy himself was bowled over by an even more sensational event. And of course, at the end of the last one, Roy rushed the hospital because Penny had given birth to their third child. Uh, and there we see uh, the, the photographer in. Um, the press have obviously been alerted. There's a, a nurse, a couple of nurses watching over the scene. Uh, oh, now Penny, Penny is in Penny. bed. Roy, Put please a bit of fucking Penny. lipstick on for fuck's sake because I've done a deal with Hello magazine. <laughs> <laughs> right, but the thing is, part of the deal is they want to take pictures of the baby within ten minutes of its birth. So you better put on your best fucking nighty. But Roy, but Roy, I've just been through childbirth. I've been it's in so labour for twenty-three hours. I feel awful. The last thing I want is shut your mouth. Here he comes. Quick, stick this on. Get some fucking lippy on. You look a fucking state. It's embarrassing. But of course I look a state, boy. Don't you understand? Right, keep smiling. There's 10 grand riding on this deal. I'll tell him to keep the shot above where all that blood stains are on the bed. <laughs> don't worry. I don't want to say I got that final approval on the images before they get printed like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what well, it kind of looks a little bit like he's just shoved her across the bed so he can get in as well. But I think they're he's probably going to the bed. I wouldn't worry, Penn. It's me they're interested in, me and the baby anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they may well crop you out completely, to be honest. What's your favourite side of your face? Because we'll make sure that you get one side in and that'll be your favourite one. I'll sit either side. I'm not fussed. But the main right, thing is no, that I'm in there and the baby. No offence, right, to Penny, who we have said many on many occasions we find very sexually attractive. I mean, but no offence to her because she's a fictional character, but yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But in the next panel, when he's giving her a bit of a kiss on the cheek, like, just yeah. make nice, I'm going to give you a kiss for the photographer. Right, her face. I don't know whether Barry Tomlinson was having an off day or what, right? Or, in fact, he didn't do the drawings, did he? That was David Skew, wasn't it, who did the yeah, drawings? David yeah, David Skew was having a particularly bad hangover. But mm-hmm. he has aged Penny, right, from <laughs> the first panel to the second by a good 30 years, mate. She goes well, from being... Put it this way, right? She goes from being Pam Ewing to 
post pre rehab Sue Ellen. No, she looks like fucking Cliff Barnes. Is who she looks like in the second panel, mate. I don't know what's going on. I know childbirth. It's not easy. Back to the first panel, though. There's a bit of speech going on there as well, and he says, uh, "So that's agreed, Penny. We call our new baby girl Diana." I think Royce got a bit of a fucking thing for Princess Diana here because uh, he's very insistent on this. No, we've agreed. <laughs> we've agreed that I've suggested it. Listen, uh, Penn, I've never hidden the fact that I I am into blondes. That's my type. You know that. It's the, <laughs> it's the narcissist in me. I find that. Listen, blonde is better. Everyone knows it. Yeah, blonde bombshell, not brunette bombshell. That's why in this marriage, right, there's always one who's better. Right, and it's me. When people see us walking down the street, Pen, have you not noticed and do double take thinking, what's going on there? She's punching a bit, isn't she? But I if like I, it for other reasons. If I were with a blonde, I'd be constantly watching me back, and I can't be having that. So that's why I picked you. <laughs> you're a brunette. You're a good-looking woman, but a bit dowdy, and ultimately a brunette, and it's not good you're, enough. But You're homely, is what you are, yeah. and that's what I were looking for in a wife. I have other needs, but... We don't need to discuss it. They can be catered for elsewhere. You're going to be a very good mum. You already are. Who's to say we won't have three or four more kids to keep you busy? And what's but, his um, name? Mongo. Mongo, that is not even an effect. That's not your... Well, it might be your fault because I don't know. I seem to remember you having a baby sham seven months into pregnancy. It was your third <laughs> trimester and I caught you having a baby sham that Christmas. And that could have been why he's turned out the way he did. I don't know. I mean, but look at other me. other than that, you've got a, a faultless record. Look at me. I'm pretty much an Aryan god. If Hitler had won back in the 1940s and we'd be under the yoke of the Nazis, I'd be all right. I'd be on easy street because of the yeah. way I look. Yo, not you, so much. But, you, uh, you'd be you know. pen. You'd be dead. So <laughs> think on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's called Diana. Anyway, There's what I'm trying list. to say is congratulations. It's lovely. And I love you very much. Lots another baby out. <laughs> I continue to love you. So <laughs> um, he's giving a little a little kiss there, and he says, "Yeah," and then he says, "But now I'd better nip back to the game." <laughs> <laughs> he's kept the sail over the baby and he's away back to the cricket. He says, no, well I'm better than back to the game while you it's get bit, some rest. There's no <laughs> point me sitting here. It's boring. I mean, who's getting out, out of it, right? We've done the pictures, so I've fulfilled the, the contractual obligations. They said they'll pay within 30 days, so I ain't got to worry about that for the time being, right? Uh, Blackie will probably do... I'll get Blackie or Ben Galloway to raise the invoice, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Get that off in the post, first class, right? And I'll be charging them for the stamp as well as part of the fucking invoice. Don't worry about that. And I'll get back to the cricket because what are we getting out of it? We've run out of things to say. You're tired. Babies, end of the day, they don't do much, do they? I'm better off back than the cricket. The baby yeah. is pretty boring. All it needs is a bit of breastfeeding. I can't do that. I wish I could. I wish I could, but I can't. If I so, could, I would, but I can't. Pen, so the I'm thing is, off. right, I'll live with you. Know, I've always been honest with you. You've always demanded honesty. That's what I've always given you. But let's be honest, right? Yeah, being yeah, yeah, a dad yeah. being a dad is fucking boring, Pen, right? <laughs> Parenting is boring. Kids are boring, right? 
till they get to 18 and they can stand a fucking round in the feathers, I don't see the fucking point. Yeah? <laughs> so what so, he says... That, that is um, why I'm going back cricket. Now I'd better nip back to the game while you get some rest. The Rovers are probably taking the field right now. He's thinking about He's thinking about what's going on exactly at this he point in time. He's about He's it. preoccupied. Oh, fucking go and sort oh, well. out that Aussie cunt. It, and it says, yeah, it says Roy was right. Um, skippering the Rovers in his absence was Blackie Greer. And Blackie Greer is talking to Charlie, who's got... Uh, he's the wicketkeeper, but he seems to be wearing a massive pair of rubber marigold gloves. These are gloves gardening that you gloves. use. These are like... Yeah, these aren't wicket-keeping gloves that I'm used to seeing. These look more like those gloves that I think nuclear scientists wear. Yeah, they're bright red. They? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're um, Native American gloves, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, black, I'm gloves <laughs> made of buffalo hide. <laughs> Stained with the blood of the kill. Um, like you uh, said, yeah, that, they're black. nice, they are. <laughs> I noticed them. You just you just keep them to yourself, eh? I, I don't need to, to wear them or even see them. Uh, Charlie, I know that goalkeepers should make useful wicketkeepers, but surely you're not going to stand that close to the wickets. And he's standing right next close to the stumps, and Charlie says, uh, Why not, Blackie? What's so special about old Steve? <laughs> old Steve. Oh, Steve Naylor. Steve Naylor. Is, is opening uh, Blackie explains Steve Naylor opens the bowling for Melchester Cricket Club like Charlie should know this he's part of the team yeah. it's just a bit of exposition Charlie he, no watch he, cricket he's, he's faster than you think oh don't worry Blackie it'll be um piece of cake <laughs> I can take him <laughs> I fucking hope so, Charlie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. My says, ancestors play many, many cricket out on plains. <laughs> Long before English imperialists come and steal game from us. We use hardened antelope dung for ball. <laughs> and stick fashioned from mighty oak. Jalapeño. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Jalapeño. Rod Carmody, uh, what does it say? Fucking hell, padded up to Steve's second ball. And he fucking hurls it. Um, and it goes straight past the batsman and lands right in the middle of Charlie Carter's chest. Uh, Lampard's in the crowd say, Ouch! I felt that! Charlie might have lost <laughs> sight of the ball! And oh, it's cracked fuck. him on the collarbone! <laughs> <laughs> of course. He's Which is actually one of the hardest bones to heal. <laughs> they can't put it in a cast. Doctors just advise six weeks of complete rest. Even the slightest movement can disrupt it. <laughs> and set back the recovery by weeks. <laughs> the bone has to literally knit itself back together. <laughs> <laughs> and he's fucked, uh, as Mervyn Wallace was. Uh, he's now he's sitting on the ground with his shirt open. And it says, luckily... Taffy Morgan, Rover's trainer, was watching the game. Taffy Morgan's in his fucking civilian gear. Hey, look, look at his shirt. I've never seen Taffy Morgan without his flat cap on, right? I'm seeing a complete different side. Taffy Morgan has been part of this story as far back as the 1950s when it started, because he's in my 1950s annual, right? And and he's a funny character because he's a bit like one of those background characters you get in. Remember Big Ron in EastEnders? He hardly yeah. ever had a line, yeah. but he was just always, always there in the background. Yeah. That's like Taffy Morgan. And you didn't really know much about the characters like this. They tend to be kind of fairly two-dimensional. But yeah. this, Taffy Morgan is always in this flat cap, and he just keeps his head down, does what Roy says, just gets on with the nuts and bolts, mm. right, behind the scenes. Fucking hell. We've seen him here. He's got, I don't know, he might... What I'm guessing is Taffy Morgan's got a young girlfriend on the go. He's because he's suddenly a wearing attack, a fashion he? shirt... <laughs> He's wearing yeah. a fashion shirt undone. He looks like he's lost a bit. He looks like he's been in the gym, right? Because yeah. the the guy's pretty old, but suddenly he's like, the hair, I'm not sure if it could be Grecian 2000 he's got in that because he's suddenly, we've not seen his hair before. I always assumed he was thinning under that hat, but yeah, it's but no. quite lush. It's quite lush. He's got it all kind of blow-dried back with a little bit of studio line in there. He's got this fashionable shirt and he looks like he's been working out. This screams to me, young bit of fluff. Midlife crisis, isn't it? Midlife crisis. Yeah. 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 So, uh... I've been taking that... I've been taking ecstasy tablets, Roy. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. I want them sent over from America. They're very new. They're big on the gay scene. They're big on the gay scene in New York. And I can see why, Roy. They get you dancing all night long. (laughs) You just feel so euphoric. Ah, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm high on life, Taffy. I like to keep my fucking wits about me. <laughs> you never know. Especially in one of them gay clubs. No, it's not like that, Roy. No, it's it just a celebration of love and diversity. The kaleidoscope <laughs> of humanity, Roy. <laughs> the great so, kaleidoscope. Are you sure I'm not going to get wanked off by a fella if I take one? Are you sure about no. that? I promise nah. you, Roy. That nearly happened to me in Greece one year. <laughs> and if I'd been on anything stronger than fucking Rexos, then who knows what might have happened. I was slightly tempted at the time. But I've got to come to my senses. What I do not need is a happy disco drug making me feel even more inclined to those darker instincts. 
<laughs> so Taffy says, uh, we'd better get him to hospital, Blackie. It seems like a hairline fracture of the collarbone, at the very least. Good grief, says Blackie. It's all fucking falling apart on Blackie's watch, hasn't it? Well, it's right. Been charge for half an well, hour. it's right. <laughs> right, Blackie's oh, in the fetal don't... position in the, in the core yeah. of the field, rocking don't backwards and forwards. Don't tell me he's been shot again. I don't know I can stand there. Every night I wake up thinking it's happened again. I'm now having the worst. Ass. <laughs> this has been the worst nine months of my life. I can't cope. Um, it says uh, that as the bitch Manchester... wife of this just knocked out another fucking baby. So I shouldn't have said that about Penny. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Another, but it's so another strain. It's another fucking drain on his affections. Yeah. She demands so much of his time. I hate her. I hate her. <laughs> She's so fucking needy. <laughs> I tell you what, when I went round and they told me she was pregnant, she gave me such a fucking death stare when she announced it. <laughs> it was like she was saying, fuck you, Blackie. Fuck you. Just because she I knows I don't have a womb. I'm broken inside. <laughs> I can't give him what he craves most. <laughs> and it's it. As the Melchester goalkeeper was helped off by Taffy in his fashion ecstasy gear, uh, like he says... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's been a couple of fucking panels, hasn't it? Uh, Blackie says, First Mervyn and now Charlie, they could both miss the start of the new season. I mean, this is ludicrous. Their fucking players are dropping like flies here. <laughs> uh, they shouldn't be doing this. mad they got involved they in it. I don't this. know why Roy got us involved in this and fucked off. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you why. There's fucking 8,542 8, good reasons why I could tell you about. Oh, fucking hell. Jimmy Slade says, no wonder Roy wanted to lead a team of professional cricketers against the Cavaliers. So Roy was originally going to be a team of professional cricketers, but he's got the fucking... Oh, the Rovers get the fucking Rovers it. to do it. It's cheaper. Less fucking yeah. headaches. Uh, and then, over the page, at that moment, Roy arrives back. Um, someone, a couple of Lampards looking over the, over the hedge to the car park. It's Roy! He's back! Hey! I'll bet he's been to the hospital to see Penny. How the fuck do they know? Fucking hell. Weirdos. Oh, well, we, we do know, because in the next panel... Um, oh, God. There's an he's announcement over the tannoy, which, which seems to follow on from that bit of conversation in the crowd. It says, that's right, folks, and it's a bouncing baby girl. Roy and Penny are going to call her Diana. Hooray! Hooray! They're named after the princess. The pretty princess. The, the princess, princess of our hearts. <laughs> Why the fuck in 1981-82 would people want a people's princess of their hearts like Diana when they got Bet Lynch on Coronation Street? I, I know. What a fucking come down. Anyway. She was, um, Diana was these, not These are Lampards. In- she was not like an a, a, a quarter of the woman that Ben she was. not was. And not a sexy woman at all, as we've discussed before. Who would you want to fucking go away for a weekend in Mallorca with? Bet Lynch mm. or Lady Di? 
better than it's you no every time. No fucking contest, mate. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people recently on social media saying, um, saying, you know who would be a brilliant, brilliant judge on on Drag Race, Princess Diana. She'd be fantastic, and she'd be fucking so good tedious. on social media. What she fuck? Yeah, but that's just like all revisionism. When we were kids in the eighties, I mean, obviously. Me and you were probably a bit more three percent, even when we were kids, as I'm sure yeah, our listeners yeah, were. Yeah, we were, mate. Yeah, yeah. But but what I mean is, is that we weren't the sort to be fucking pouring over the royals, right? Yeah. But like, as I understood it, everyone just thought it was like corny. Apart from old women, everyone thought mm. all of that stuff was just fucking, just boring, tedious bullshit. She never oh, fucking said anything. Now suddenly everyone's like going on about it. she was a gay icon. She she might have been, but that doesn't mean that she had the same fucking personality traits as fucking RuPaul. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That, that was to and do it, with the way she probably looked and dressed that that people well, thought was good. Not you know she was she. Was, I mean, I know she was having a bad time, but she wasn't exactly brimming over with charisma when she did that Martin Bashir no. interview. You know what I mean? Is there there were two of us in this marriage. There were three of us in this marriage. She can't even look at. She can't even look the cunt in the <clears throat> eye. Nah, fuck her. Anyway, and <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly, mate. Here we go. Roy's got his fucking cricket and whites back on. He's striding back onto the pitch. Congratulations, Dad! Shouts one of the Lampards. Uh, How's Penny and the baby, Roy? He says, great, thanks. I haven't got thanks. a fucking clue. Oh, I mean, dead, dead good. <laughs> he says, great, thanks. In fact, everything is just fine. That's so why I'm fucking, back. Let's, let's stop talking on. about it now, shall we? <laughs> There's cricket to be played. Matters in hand. And it says, fucking as Roy books. replaced Trevor Cassidy, who had been fielding in his place, uh, Blackie's there with a very, very stern look on his face. He says, uh, I uh, hate to ruin a perfect day, Roy, but there's something you ought to know. And, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Vernon. Vernon Elliott's there. And he says, yeah. uh, Charlie Carter has been taken to hospital with a suspected broken collarbone. What? Says Roy. Right, that does it. I'm not risking any more injuries to valuable footballers. Who's going to take Charlie's place behind the stumps? Duncan Mackay volunteered. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> and with no one else available, Roy reluctantly agreed. I'm not going to sacrifice any valuable footballers. Duncan, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. He says, it would be an honour for me <laughs> to sit behind these cricket stumps and guard them. In a way that I am not completely clear on, I admit. <laughs> Do not am I worry, supposed Roy. to guard my the stumps? face? Am I supposed to catch the ball? Am I supposed to smash the ball against the stumps? Nobody knows. My face is fashioned from the kind of granite that makes up Ben Nevis. I will be fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> I, I could catch that ball in my fucking mouth. <laughs> and it won't make a Roy. difference to me, Roy. Roy gives him a bit of advice. He says, "Okay, Duncan, stand well back. Get used to the pace of the ball before you attempt anything spectacular." And he's pulling on the fucking nuclear scientist gloves. Oh, I'll be okay, Roy. He says. But off the last ball of Steve Naylor's first over, um, <laughs> it goes wide and it goes right past Duncan. Uh, Duncan's missed it by miles. That's four buys. Duncan dives and goes ah. Uh, and then the Rovers' other opening bowler was Jimmy Slade 
and he sacrificed accuracy for speed. So he's just hurling it. Uh, and Garth Hastings, one of Carmody's Cavaliers, whacks it off. Uh, too short! Garth Hastings has hooked it! That looks like a six all the way! <laughs> sure enough, it is. Fuck Jimmy's fourth now. ball was also dispatched into the crowd. Uh, the Lampards look very concerned. Rovers look like they're getting thrashed, which won't do Lofty Peak any good. Yes, if the Cavaliers the win is. too easily. If the Cavaliers win too easily, I shan't bother to watch the next game. Fucking Fuck now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, nor look me. At the bloke you another said, one. Uh, yeah, look at the guy who's saying nor me. They, they, yeah. Very often, as we pointed out, the people in the crowd, in any crowd scene in Roy the Rovers, are more or less the same three or four characters that are just that yeah. painted over and over again. But this guy, we've never seen before. He's only a crowd member, and I doubt he comes back again. But he looks a little bit like Colonel Sanders out of Kentucky Fried Chicken. It does, yeah. He also like reminds me of one of my favourite Viz characters, Major Misunderstanding. Yes. <laughs> He's got a sort of a curly white moustache. Yeah. Norby! <laughs> Norby! I'm local and bigwig it. and tobacco farmer. <laughs> Sir John Moustache. Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's it from this one. Yeah, it says uh, next week Roy balls and his first ball is clouted for four. So oh. see where that's going to go. Um, what do you reckon of that then? How many marks out of ten? I'm giving it a I nine. I enjoyed that a lot. And I don't know whether it's because we're recording on a bright sunny day, but I feel as if it's really... I'm in a bit of a summery mood, even though it's still February. Yeah. And... The, the whole kind of vibe of this lovely summery cricket match mm-hmm. has sort of put a spring in my mood. And yeah. for that reason, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Wow. Okay. Reduction of the half mark there. All right. So we'll find out what happens next week. A couple of other bits <clears throat> that we normally delve into. Uh, the call of the week is increasingly becoming one of my favourite things where basically yeah. um, a child rings up and dismantles the comic piece by piece. Yeah, and then wins three quid. I mean, Roy must be some kind of masochist on the quiet. He enjoys people telling him that he's shit because this is great. This is from David Leach this week, and it says uh, David lives in London, SE twenty three, and says, "I mean, it's again sounds it's a bit, bit Millwall so. with that postcode, but we'll uh, let that pass." He says. Uh, I'm 13, and my favourite stories are Daryl's Palace and the Marx Brothers. I think The Hard Man is rubbish, and Mighty Mouse is not much better. The artwork in The Hard Man is stupid. People get into positions that only gymnasts could cope with. Victor Boscovich is absurd. In Mighty Mouse, he's the only good player. Instead of Star Team, I would like to see another Sign Please page. Roy's (laughs) reply is... That would be overexposure, David. Anyway, you win three quid. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine Roy with a fag out the court. Right, let's see this one. Right, yeah, that'll be overexposure. Yeah, Here's your three fair. quid. P.S. Yeah, you're, ne- you're never allowed to buy the comic again. Yeah, I mean, that, that's all valid, but the thing about having two sign please pages is ridiculous. <laughs> that proves you don't know what you're talking about, you fucking knob. I like it when they slag off the other strips that I'm not in. (laughs) Maybe that's it, because you'll notice they never slag off Roy the Rovers. So it might be that he's hoping for the whole comic to be just about him. Very true. And then there's uh, another one in the talking page where people are sending questions, and that 
And this is from Wallacey Merseyside. Peter Squires says, Being a few days short of my 20th birthday at the time of writing, I suppose I must be considered something of an elder statesman compared to most of your readers. Indeed, I have only been a regular reader of your excellent publication for a shade over a year, having well, become engrossed in Melchester I mean, I'm engrossed in Melchester Rovers' heroic, if ultimately futile, fight against relegation. Fuck it, is this Morrissey's written this letter? This cunt, yeah. So this cunt has started reading it when he was about 18, and he's now 20. Yeah. Not only is he reading it, which he should be ashamed of, because he's 20, he's writing yeah. in, and he's fucking confessing yeah. with his real name and, and everything. And he's going then, over the top with his fucking letter yeah, as well. Exactly. He's like he's sat tr- there with his quill. He's angling for a job, isn't he? And then he, he goes on. Anyway, it was not fawning an adulation which has finally compelled me to put pen to paper. I just want to say that with all due respect to yourself, it's a refreshing change to have a hero in your paper who's not tall, slim, handsome, completely likeable, generous, always popular, scrupulously fair, brave, a born leader, or particularly intelligent. I refer to, of course, Mighty Mouse. Fucking hell. I Jesus. myself... I'm not very likeable in the least. So I can really relate to that. As a 20-year-old who reads children's comics and writes into them, I can identify with a loser like Mighty Mouse. As you can tell by my slightly over-the-top and pompous tone of voice, I'm a very unlikable young man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Roy replies, another veteran. Welcome, Peter. I couldn't include all of your letters. Space wouldn't allow it. Yeah, it sounds about <laughs> He's right. He's gone on for like five pages. I mean, fuck me. Yeah, excellent stuff. So that's that issue. Uh, 17th of July, 1982. And we're going to be back with the next one uh, in a week's time. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoy it. And... Always be careful. Mind how you go now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.